he be Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome and we're back. back for our two physical therapists and a bag of chips. We couldn't have timed that one better. No. That was almost simultaneously. That was quite quite impressive work on our part there. Today we discuss posterior cruciate ligament, the PCL. PCL, which sounds all... like it should be some kind of like a soccer league. Oh, it does kind of. That's a good point. The PCL. We're also going to review dang Thai rice chips, compliments of Elsie. Good luck in uh, Nashville, Elsie. Yeah. Go get them. Have fun out there. PCL. Basically, it's function to prevent posterior translation of the knee. Right. That sounds like one a of my favorite science. tests uh, of all the physical therapy tests. Yeah. Is the tabletop test. Like the sag sign thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Or you just hold them by the big toe and see if the knee shifts backwards. Yeah, you can support them by the heel. Support them by the heel. Yeah. Um, yeah, love that test. Loved, loved it, and did it on everybody in class, and um, never found one. Never used that one. No. I might, well, might. no, I've, 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 you know, found PCLs in oh, the clinic, okay. but not, not in class. No. Yeah. Which is very disappointing. You might find one on me. We only had like, uh, you know, eighteen people in our class. Eighteen. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Four boys. Okay. Yeah. Percentage-wise, not so bad. No. Uh, the PCL can also help prevent rotation between ninety and one hundred and twenty degrees of flexion. Hmm. So this will tell us a little bit more when we get into the mechanisms of injury. But the anatomy, it is the largest intraarticular ligament of the knee. There's only two. I so was going to say, that's not that's tough not, competition, that's not, that's right? It's not a huge thing. It's made up of two bundles. There's the larger anterolateral bunder, bundle, also known as the ALB. Uh, the femoral portion of that is nearly twice the size of the tibial portion. So it kind of is a big triangle. Pretty interesting. And then there's the smaller posterior medial bundle, the PMB. The PMB of the PCL. Yeah. Really doesn't mean anything from like a PT standpoint. Like a functional standpoint. This is purely yeah. anatomical. Purely anatomical. So symptoms, again, similar stuff. Pain, swelling, loss of range of motion, instability, like knee extended, so potentially more hyperextension or, or a feeling of hyperextension. Uh, weakness, trouble walking, mechanism of injury, there is the classic motor vehicle accident dashboard injury. So what happens here is your shin hits the dashboard, which holds it in place, and the rest of your body slides forward. That can cause that PCL to tear. So that's, again, that rotational component between 90 and 120 degrees there. So some interesting full body contortioning happening potentially with that sort of stuff. Yes. The other big one is contact sports, particularly where your knee is down on the ground and your torso, particularly your, your femur, gets driven backwards over the top of it. So you see this a lot for offensive linemen in football who get knocked to the ground and then driven backwards. Uh, you can see it in soccer, potentially during a, a slide tackle or something awkward. Rugby, same as football. And skiing, um, in skiing it's usually more of a hyperextension injury. So you can see a, a very large hyperextension moment where basically the person's boot does not release, and uh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, not a lot of these in cricket. Not a lot no. in cricket, no. No, no, no. Some good cricket matches this weekend. The injury rate's about 3% of knee injuries, so not super-duper common, and it rarely occurs in isolation as well. So if there's enough force to tear a PCL, usually you'll see and at I a see. minimum a meniscus injury, ACL, MCL, 
something else. There's a, what they say, there's up to a 95% of, of PCL injuries are present with another injury. So it's, it's really, really rare to see it just by itself. Uh, grading, I mean, it's usually intact or it's not. So far yeah. as I can tell, it's hard to, it's hard, you don't, you're not gentle enough with that or there's too much guarding to determine if you get, you know, five degrees of laxity or not because you tug on it and so it's either there or it's not. So it's, it's like kind of tricky. It's like the, the, the manual therapist who can detect 10 different degrees of motion mm-hmm. in a facet joint. Oh, yeah. It's pretty impressive. That is impressive. That is impressive. Uh, recovery times, again, because it's not usually in isolation, will depend on the severity of surrounding injuries. So if you tear your PCL and your ACL, the ACL will pretty much dictate the rate of recovery for the rest of your injury, and you can anticipate a year or more there. If you tear, uh, you know, partially tear your meniscus, right, the meniscus will usually be more functionally limiting, and that will determine sort of, again, your rate of recovery. Uh, PCL injuries in isolation sometimes don't limit you as much as you may think, which is fun. Correct. The other thing you can see with this are fractures, potentially, right? A fracture is, again, going to dominate the early stages of recovery because that will be more unstable and more limiting. And the other thing is a popliteal artery injury, which is a pretty big concern. So if that were to happen... That's definitely going to dictate what they're going to do immediately <laughs> and, and where you go from there. We'll come back to last week's uh, Zach Miller injury. Zach Miller, yeah. yeah. And that's, that was a classic hyperextension. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that was, yeah, that was a dislocated knee, right? So that's, yes. that's a real problem. Uh, if you lose your popliteal artery, you can, you can bleed out relatively quickly. You can also end up very quickly with um, compartment syndrome, Losing your leg. Losing your leg, definitely, from, from your knee down. Um, I mean, this is a, this is a serious, life-threatening issue, and you need to have this taken care of right away. I mean, there's really no... You can't fix it soon enough. So, you know, if that's suspected, usually there's no pulses in the foot. Usually you'll start to see swelling and pooling in the, in the back of the knee where the artery is. I mean... Even into the lower leg. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dramatic. You need to, I mean, you know, if you suspect this at all, very quickly to the hospital, please. Yeah, fortunately never seen one live. Which is good. Yeah. 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 Um, surgery for the PCL is often not needed. Um, a hamstring can, can do a pretty good job taking over for it, it somehow. Now, the quad as well can do a really good job, and so... A lot of people can have PCL injuries and not have any functional limitations as a result. Uh, if you tear a bunch of other stuff and they're going in your knee anyway, a lot of the times they will fix it because they're in there, and you might as well fix it if you're there anyway for some other reason. Bracing, uh, it's, it's possible that this helps you um, because the brace can prevent you from hyperflexing your knee. So, again, for offensive linemen in football, most of them wear braces specifically because of PCL potential injuries, and the brace will stop them from flexing far enough back to tear that PCL. And so it won't stop aggressive posterior translation of your knee, 
but it can help prevent hyperflexion. Just minimizes the severity of the injury, I guess is what, what one of their uses is. Yeah. So uh, possibly beneficial depending on mechanism of injury or, or actions involved in the activity. I guess is the best way to put that. Well put. Yeah. Uh, again, fairly rare, not something you see in isolation. I can't think of a single PCL injury I've seen by itself. I've seen, I've, I've treated PCL reconstructions. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if they were, I don't recall if they were just isolated PCL tears or if they were in conjunction with, I've done a, a PCL lateral meniscus. Um, I've done, yeah, not, not super common. Absolutely not. No, so my PCL injury was a rugby injury, tore my meniscus, tore, partially tore my ACL and tore my PCL at the well, same time. Well done. I know. It's good, good. It was a fun, fun first kickoff of that game. Right. Yeah, wasn't even close to the ball, so still hold a grudge on that guy who put his head into my knee. That was fun. Bastard. Appreciate that, buddy. Really do a lot. Thanks so much. His life probably didn't turn out well, just because of that karma. I mean, with the school of mines, he probably did okay. He's probably yeah, but he's probably like an engineer in Alaska in the mud somewhere. In the mud, you think? It's yeah. Come. It's a better way to think of it, I guess. Trivia time. Let's do trivia. So last week's trivia, which Dutch artist painted Girl with a Pearl Earring? Johannes Vermeer. Yes, that was the street behind the street I grew up on. Really? Yeah, so I grew up in a painter's neighborhood. Oh, cool. Um, or at least the, the, the first eight, nine years of my life. I was on the Frans Halstraat, oh, which yeah. is a not so commonly known Dutch painter. Landscape like, guy. Like next to the Rembrandtstraat, everybody knows him. Yeah, he's pretty famous. You but on the other him. side was the Vermeerstraat. It's pretty cool. And we had Paulus Potter, mm. Johannes Steen, mm -hmm. yeah. Ruisdaal, oh, yeah. who's Belgian. But if they're good painters, the Dutch will take them. We'll just accept them. Yeah. Uh, since we're recording this prior to Saturday, I don't know if anyone got it right this week. So No, we'll find out. Well, well done to anyone who did. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll throw a shout out uh, in the next podcast. Yes. This week's question, we all know who the first person on the moon was. Neil Neil Armstrong, just in case. Yeah. Just in case we didn't all know. Who was the last person on the moon? Louis Armstrong? That'd be impressive. Yeah, I don't think that was it. Yeah. I had no clue. Like I didn't even realize how many people had been to the moon. So this yeah. is a this is a good trivia question. Yep. Let's see who knows. There's gotta be some people out there who know. TJ, come on. You TJ, know this. TJ's gonna get this. You better. Yeah. It's been almost fifty years, so it's been a while. Yeah, but there's like all kinds of stuff always on T V about like Apollo thirteen and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Apollo fifteen? Is that a famous one? I don't know. I figured Apollo I'd, I'd 11. stay with odd numbers. Apollo 11 was the first one, right? Yeah. 13 was a bad one. That was the, the Tom Hanks movie. Yep. That's good. Interesting fact about Apollo 13. That's the furthest humans have ever been from Earth. Really? Yeah. So they went further from Earth than any other Apollo mission, which is obviously the furthest manned missions we've ever had to this point. Huh. Because... How close to Mars were they? Probably not. <laughs> not very close. No, that's a no, long... not that's, very close. Quite a bit. I didn't realize this, but most of the time when they're in, in, in like, um, in like uh, orbit, mm -hmm. they're only like, you know, 10 miles or so away from us. Uh, it's about 100, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Minsk. It's close. Not, not very far. Like Man. it's from here to Fort Collins. So low, low Earth orbit is what that's considered. Um, no manned mission has gone outside of low Earth orbit since 1972. Yeah, crazy. So yeah, the space station's approximately uh, 200 kilometers above us. So yeah. 160 miles or something. Something like that. Somewhere. That's that's so weird. Something, something uh, that was when uh, when that um yeah. that that. Elon Musk thing went up into space. Mm-hmm. All of this is going to get cut out anyway, so it doesn't no, really matter. No, we're keeping this all in space. We're definitely leaving this. Um, <laughs> but they were talking mm-hmm. about how, how, you know, they're literally from here to Fort Collins. Yeah. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. The first time I realized that was when they did Time's um, One Year in Space program. Okay. And so, right, so, uh, you know, there were the two twin brothers, and they went up to space for... Right. One right. is a senator now, or a... He's married to uh, a That's senator. right, that's right, yeah. Yep. His his wife is um, Abby, Abba, Abigail. The lady who was who was shot. Was shot. I can't remember her name, right now. But yeah, it was interesting. Gifford. Gifford. Kathy Gifford. No, not Kathy. That's Kathy Lee Gifford. Yeah, she that's was terrible. No, <laughs> now you're pulling a jump. Oh, I know. That's terrible. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's not far. But they were like, yeah, I'm not that far away. Like you know, you can always call Dad. He's just right. Space day. Yeah. He's just, you know. You get good in, cell service at the space he's station. In, he's in Pueblo and you're in Denver. Yeah, there's not, a lot, there's not a, a lot in the way. You know? No. Just straight up above you. That Wi-Fi has got to be pretty good. And if your connection drops, it's like 72 minutes before they're back around again. Yeah. It's, like, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. quick. Chip time. Chip? Chip-ish like thing. This is the Gang Thai Rice Chips. So I thought it was called Dang because um, that's good, but Dang was the two... And brothers from Thailand who made this, that's that was their mom's name. Oh. Good. Named after their mom. Good reading. And we, yep. get, we get sticky rice, white sesame, cane sugar, palm fruit oil, black sesame, coconut milk, watermelon juice. So and, that'll be interesting. Yeah, anyone who's familiar with uh, the podcast knows my aversion to uh, anything that is not potato uh, like chips. But And I'm not a huge fan of rice cakes or... Yeah, usually when it's quiet for this long, not a good sign. It's a little it's rice a, cake. Yeah, it is a rice cake. And you get a little toasted sesame in there. I do not like rice cakes. I do not even like Rice Krispie treats. It gets stuck in your mouth and your teeth, which is. I love rice. Um, it's not supposed to be a cake, and it's not a chip. And now that that flavor kind of lingers. Yeah. Um, that's unfortunate. Because I really, really like Elsie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm not not a big fan of these. These are going to be two thumbs down for me. I'd have to be really hungry to, to eat a bag of it. And I was pointing out to Christian, it's got a, a Ziploc closure mm-hmm. on the top. Because sure. nobody's going to have more than three or four of these before you have to put these away. They're also conveniently non-GMO. They're gluten-free. They're dairy-free. They're soy-free. They're vegan. And we have no preservatives. So We've been out with this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't eat potato chips because they're good for me. Yeah, but uh, for instance, like last week's Denver Chip Company, right? Zero trans fat, gluten free, peanut free, non GMO. I mean, what kind of? I mean, how far off is that really? Because they're not vegan. Aren't they? They were vegan. I don't think Maybe they, they are vegan. Was there was there meat in those? No, <laughs> I don't think that makes it vegan. That's not vegetarian. There could be egg in there. Or you think that's part of spices? Dairy. I don't know what that. I'm. I'm gonna have to figure out. They're not gonna tell us what their spices. I are. bet they're vegan. I'm, I may just have some more of those. Yeah, those those, those seem better. Yeah. I mean, potatoes are vegan. 
What do potatoes eat? Earth. <laughs> cows walk on the earth? What if there's cow manure in the... I don't know, does that make it not vegan? Wouldn't manure be I guess, I guess the best? I, I guess no cow was hurt during the production of making manure. During the production of, <laughs> of, of potatoes? No, making manure. Ah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. dang. I mean, I want to give it just one thumb down, but I have to give it two. The mouthfeel is just lingering so long. It's, it's not it's very pleasant. It's just not. It's, um, there's lots of people that love these. These kind of things. And, and please don't let my um, negative review um, keep you from eating rice chips, but it's not for me. And since this is our podcast. We can do what we want. That's right. Two yeah. thumbs down for me, two thumbs down for Christian, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Sorry. Well, thank you for listening today. Next week, we're going to go over fibromyalgia because we haven't done that yet. and We might as well. What happened to the rest of the ligaments in the knee? Oh, did you want to go over the other ones? Did like, you want to do like the patellofemoral or the... Medial patellofemoral ligament yeah. since that was like a big... Like we had like three re reconstructions there in, in, in a matter of six months. Okay, well, let's do that then instead. Well, that's fine. We can, we can do like fibromyalgia and then come back to the knee. We'll do fibromyalgia later. All right. So next week we're going to cover <laughs> patella ligaments. <laughs> <laughs> Medial patellofemoral, lateral patellofemoral. We'll go from there. We'll, we'll put them all in one, uh, yeah. What we're just... definitely going to review is the Snyder of Berlin barbecue chip. Ooh. So we'll, we'll, we'll get that. Looking forward to that one. If you like the show today, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you want, for, if right you right want right more right. information on the PCL, please give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter throughout the week. We'll be posting... Some interesting stuff on that's, there. That's what those uh, rice crackers do with your I mouth. Know, it's like messing with my throat here. For more information on Rebound Therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.